Before we begin our episode, did you know podcasting the most accessible form of syndication? The number of multimedia-ready mobile devices has skyrocketed in the past few years, and so has your potential audience. So start a podcast today. Starting at $5 a month, HipCast lets new and experienced podcasters focus on their show. Leave the boring stuff to us. Sign up at HipCast.com. Listening to Keeping It Nerd, Buzz Buzz. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Keeping It Nerd, episode number twenty-three, the, the stage of the grandest. That's what I, I think. That's what I'm calling the episode today. We we are reviewing uh, WrestleMania weekend, so NXT Takeover New Orleans and WrestleMania thirty-four itself. Uh, let's see. According to this video, to the bottom of me, I have Jeremiah, special contributor to Keeping It Nerd, Jeremiah. Say hello. Hey, what's going on, boys? I'm excited to be here. Woo! <laughs> Woo! To, uh, according to my video, to his left, we have Alvin Bautista. Uh, he's a huge wrestling fan. I've been texting with him over the last few weeks about recording and then uh, just kind of getting his thoughts about because he, he, he loves the kayfabe, too. So, uh, Alvin, say a few words. What's up, nerds? This <laughs> week. All right, what's up? Uh, and then to uh, uh, right above him, and then to uh, I guess to my left here, uh, Gino Garday. Gino, you've uh, I, he's been heard on a few of the podcasts I've been on. First appearance was on Justin's apartment, and then he's been on a few of the Merce Effect. Uh, Gino is a huge wrestling fan too, and uh, he lives and breathes kayfabe as well. <laughs> Say hello, Gino. Hello. Uh, break the podcast down. <laughs> I believe the the original episode that you're on is Justin's apartment is Gino. So, <laughs> so I believe that was the. Uh, yeah. Was it just Gino? Yeah, yeah. It, it was just, Justin's apartment is Gino because we it was the whole Raj Jericho angle thing. Uh, let's see if his video stabilizes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we can hear him. Okay, all right. So uh, uh, let's get into it, guys. Um, mainly because we have sort of a limited time. Uh, so overall, what are you guys' thoughts on 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 the NXT Takeover? You get you. I'm assuming you guys have seen the entirety of the ta- of the Takeover event, right? Whoever wants to jump in. A ladder match. We can talk about that. Let's card by card. Card okay. by card. Okay. All right. Let's go card by card. Okay. Let's give it so so uh, uh, NXT Takeover started off with the ladder match for the ladder new match. the oh, new yeah. North American Championship. Uh, we had oh, yeah. <laughs> such a weird title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had, their IC title. So <laughs> it was uh, it was Velveteen Dream, uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, Bebe, uh, <laughs> yeah, EC three, the Killian Dane, Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, and uh, and who? 
Rick O'Shea. Oh yeah, Rick is King Ricochet. Ricochet. Yeah. Wait, is that really what it what it means? <laughs> <laughs> the bounce. I don't. Is that his name? Is it Rick O'Shea? O'Shea and then it just became Ricochet. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, he's Irish. You guys didn't know that. <laughs> Rick O'Shea. <laughs> So, what were you guys' thoughts about the uh, the ladder match and the and the pacing and everything? I think it was a good starter match, just for it being uh, for uh, a brand new title. I like the feel of the title; like it has an old school feel. Uh, the six guys that were in it are kind of like the start of a new generation. Ever since you know the Nakamura's and the Oscars have left, and um, just great way to introduce a brand new title and you couldn't ask for any more from these six guys. They brought it all to the table and, um, a lot of, uh, awesome moments and, um, yeah, just, just kept me to my seat the whole time. It, it just seems like each of those guys had a legitimate shot at, at the title. Um, and, and then, uh, uh, Jeremiah, what did you think of the pacing? Well, first of all, what a collection of talent, in that yeah. match. Like we talked about it a few episodes back about how I was sort of a little bit on the outs with NXT. I hadn't really been following that closely. And mm-hmm. now just looking at that match, even like it's like all the best players of the indie world out of the last couple of years are all together now. And it feels like just this reinvigorated sort of uh, like new, it's like a new era, like he was saying. And uh, yeah, the, the pacing was amazing. Like it was a fucking car crash, like in the best possible way like in the way that you wanted it to be with a crazy ladder match with guys that are willing to just do whatever to you know make a name for themselves and yeah excellent way hard to follow that match actually but yeah. excellent way to start start the show in terms of you know getting a audience pumped up for hard to do better than that gino you said you you said that you were were pulling for for velveteen dream a little bit uh, like how, how, do, how do you think overall you did in the in the ladder match for for someone who's who's probably the youngest person in that match uh, how, do you, how do you think he did I think he did well he showed that he wants he showed that really he, he can do as much as the older talents can do and he showed that he can be in these kind of matches and like I just enjoy his gimmick I always like those kind of androgynous kind of gimmicks kind of like Prince you know yeah Especially when you went on the gold uh, dust 2.0. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Black gold dust. <laughs> what is it, uh, wasn't there a moment? Uh, damn. This match was like two weeks ago, right? Wasn't there yeah. a moment where he took a, he took a bump on one of the ladders, right? Mm-hmm. The ladder was like stacked on the table. Yeah. To the, was that the one with him and EC3? Or EC3 got something happened. It was, uh, I think he was laying on the ladder. Okay. And so he threw EC3 yeah, yeah, yeah. on top of him. Oh, yeah, on, on top of him, yeah. That backdrop, yeah, that was cool. But yeah. it, was, it, was, it was either Killian Dane or Lars Sullivan who threw. I think it was one of those, one of the yeah. big guys. One of the big guys. One of uh, those you, big guys. How do you guys think the, the bigger guys uh, did in this match? I mean, like, I think you, you people were expecting them that they would dominate, but then they actually, uh, like, I feel like everybody was on an equal level. Um Especially Killian Dane, I think Killian Dane has the most skill out of, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. out of him between him and Lars Sullivan. I'm actually sold on uh, Sullivan for the fact that you know he's kind of reminds me of the old school '60s '70s brute guys that just goes out and just dominates you know the opponents like a squash match. But as far as his performance at the ladder match, is pretty much shows that he can 
he can go and he could be a, a, a top contender for, you know, the NXT title or even now the North American title. Yeah. He's, um, like, he's like what uh, Mar Ronaldo described him as, as Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about like what? I mean, uh, uh, the, the commentary, I think, uh, real quick, the commentary, I think, is, is amazing. I, I, I love Nigel McGuinness. Mm-hmm. And I love the way he plays off of Mara Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Percy Watson, I think he he's still trying to find his place among the commentary team, but I mean he he does a pretty good job of highlighting like each of the each of the guys' strengths. Yeah, what have you? Yeah, he's a third man basically. <laughs> who's the fourth, who's the fourth man? No. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the spots that you you guys were going? Holy shit! I think it's one of the elbow drop. Oh, the elbow drop from Velveteen Dream, right? Is that yeah? Didn't he do one? Yeah, that was cool. He did it twice, right? Did he do it twice? I think so. We're all gonna look on our network right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jeremiah? Jeremiah, what, what did what were some of the spots that you were going? Oh shit! Like I can't believe they made it out of there. <laughs> A lot. Well, I, the thing that jumps to mind right away is I think Ricochet had a spot early in the match where he, he did like a springboard, like a springboard, like frog splash or a spring floor, springboard, like 540 or something crazy with just with ease. That guy is a gazelle and <laughs> just goes from the ring mat to the top rope, flipping around on the floor, hitting people. Like that guy is like a fucking wrecking ball. And uh, yeah, anytime he is going to take to the air. Like it, I, I feel bad for anybody that has to follow that. Cause a lot of people say it's a spot fest and that it's, you know, not real wrestling or whatever, but <laughs> fuck it. I don't give a fuck. That shit is awesome. It was entertaining. Everybody. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I hate when people say that. <laughs> oh, it's a spot fest. No, I mean, he, he <laughs> and, and Adam Cole, baby. I, I can't say Adam Cole, baby, without saying baby, but, uh, uh we're, we're probably the smallest guys in the match, but, they actually had, I think they had some of the toughest spots in the match too. Cause there, there was, I think there was a soup, uh, Adam Cole got suplexed onto the ladder, right? Wasn't the ladder propped up at one point? And he, uh, oh yeah. 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 And you're going, Oh yeah. It, yeah. I think that was the those are always, wasn't that the one oh, sorry, where go ahead. Ricochet was on a ladder and then Killian Dane like slammed Adam Cole on top of him? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just remember that one moment where Lars was climbing up the ladder and then Ricochet jumps on him, but then the ladder breaks. On the oh, yeah. yeah. So I was really curious, like, wow, what was really going to happen there? <laughs> he was like, no, that wasn't planned. <laughs> to uh, kind of add, kind of um, uh, piggyback off of what Jeremiah was saying with Ricochet, there was that one spot, I think uh, Killian Dane was pushing the ladder and, and Ricochet oh, yeah. was climbing the ladder, and then and he jumped. just turns it into a flip onto. Oh the yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yes. he moves all off the ladder, yeah, as it's being tipped over. Oh yeah, and he lands I'll on the ladder. ladder. Oh yeah. As as far as storyline wise, I mean, was it believable that any of these guys could have taken taken the the title? Because there, I mean, there were moments where each of them were were climbing. The, the ladder and they they almost had their hands I think I, each of them had at least one hand on the title at one time yeah as for story wise story line wise I think that every time one of the participants 
tries to get a grasp of the ladder. It's like, okay, are they going to get it? Who's going to win it? Who's going to end up with the title at the end? So pretty much it was either, either the six of them can be champion. And, you know, we know that Adam Cole won the title. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was believable for, for the most part. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was like a, a, any of them had a legitimate shot. Uh, were you guys surprised that Adam Cole ended up with the, with the title? I think he was going to get it. I just was hoping Velveteen Dream was going to get it. Yeah. I also thought EC3 was going to get it at first. He seemed like the more popular choice, but then I for, I forgot that Adam Cole is already pretty up there too. Mm-hmm. I think they've done a good job with Adam Cole of setting up the, you know, who he is as a character, what his stable looks like, and it just it feels like they they're almost doing that. Uh, like an evolution thing or something like they're going to hold all the belts. They've got, they're going to talk the talk and walk the walk and they've got that whole thing in place already. So I can definitely see where Adam Cole sort of makes the most sense to wear that uh, belt right now. And I know, you know, Velveteen Dream was sort of a sentimental favorite, but man, that guy's young and he's got time. He's got got a lot of time. He has the patience for it. Guaranteed. Velveteen Dream and Nicholas WrestleMania 44. (laughs) (laughs) Nicholas, man. That's the legend. That's the kid right there, man. He's got a streak. (laughs) Any lasting thoughts? Uh, Gino, I'll start with you. Any lasting thoughts on the ladder match? On the ladder match? Uh, not much. I just you, wish those Velveteen Dreams still. Do you, you, you agree with Dave Meltzer that it's it's a five-star match? It's a five-star? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good. Yeah. It was a good. It was, like you guys said earlier, it was, a good, it was the best match to start the show. Too. Yeah. Got everybody riled up. Al, Alvin, what, last, lasting thoughts about the ladder match? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you couldn't ask for the best six in the in the NXT right now to go for a brand new title. So I think in the future, in future episodes, maybe each of the other participants can have a shot at uh, Adam Cole in the future episodes. Yeah, Jeremiah? Really, I think what I'm looking forward to is now, you know, they've they've got sort of their their mid card kind of clearly defined and they're working towards something. Now it's nice to have an extra, you know, another title that they can have in the mix. And I think it just shows that they're going to give Ricochet a chance to sort of work his way up. And I think he's going to be the one, you know, in six months that has that belt on him probably. And I hope to see Velveteen dream work his way at the end of the year, uh, fighting for the NXT championship. You know, yeah. I'd love to see him sort of come full circle and, uh, have a, uh, have a run at that title that uh uh god who who won the championship i know we're gonna get there uh, <laughs> oh yeah Alistair oh, no, black. No, sorry no the ennis alistair black thank Alistair's you very much uh, yeah. i would love to see them come full circle on that and have that oh, sort okay. of rivalry culminate again Same you know a year from now yeah yeah <laughs> okay. so that's what's that's that's what i'm taking from that from that match is sort of they have a nice sort of stratification of where their talent sort of sits, I think, in their divisions. Got good hey. stuff looking forward. Lots of good matchups in there. Very nicely said. Now that Killian Dane is up on, up on SmackDown, I think the uh, <laughs> uh, Lars Sullivan is is uh, like I could I could see where the matchups are headed to maybe having a Lars Sullivan and EC3 rivalry down the line, and then because I, I think Velveteen Dream at this point can work with anybody. So. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I, I, I like that Lars Sullivan is sort of one of the homegrown kids 
Um, and, and it's very clear that, that Triple H has, a, has an ear to the ground in all indie, indie wrestling and how, how Japan, oh, yeah. how New oh, Japan yeah. sets up their storyline. So, I, I, like, it just feels like the way that, that NXT is being set up is, is uh, where the American, it's sort of the American version of NXT, uh, New Japan. So, like, I, I, I just, I just like, like everything about it. Okay, so next match was the Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon. Uh, we'll go around the horn. Quick, quick thoughts on, on that. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty physical match between the two. I mean, what really sold me was when um, Shanna Baszler hurt herself, or I guess her shoulder, and then she like popped it back in like twice on the buckle. I was like, ooh, that looked nasty, and you could hear that <laughs> that popping sound. <laughs> it reminded me of Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeremiah, what did you think about that match? Yeah, they definitely sold Shayna as being sort of a, a shooter and, you know, with her MMA background being very tough. Um, and it's weird because I watched her MMA fights and she wasn't very good. I know yeah. at the point that she sort of got to the UFC, they she was at the end of the line, but it was sort of hard to see her go in as Ronda Rousey's like, you know, or her... Yeah, yeah, they got the four horse women yeah. thing, and they all trained together. And Rousey was the only one who ever won a fight out of their group. But now, in M- in you know WWE, she seems to be taking to professional wrestling and really putting everything into it. And she's a much more interesting performer in this realm. I think. Do you, do you guys she think was that, in MMA? Do you guys think that um, what they're doing with Shayna Baszler down in NXT is sort of the the blueprint that they're setting up for Ronda Rousey at this point? I think so. And they're setting up a nice little uh, rivalry down the line between the two of them. They bring him in together, you know, as friends at first, then Shayna turns on her and says she was jealous of all the notoriety when she was the one who taught her. They're, they've got a whole built-in yeah. storyline there that can make a lot of money. I, I could, yeah, I could, I could totally see that. I mean, the fact that you mentioned that she, she wasn't uh, that great in actually mixed martial arts or she wasn't the best. Um, could could become a, a an angle, so uh, so I think that's good. The uh, let's see, what was the the next match after that was uh, uh, the triple threat, triple threat NXT tag team titles, and then it's the uh, for the trophy also the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic trophy. Uh, the quick thoughts, uh, Gina. I'll start with you again. I don't think I saw that one actually. <laughs> <laughs> This was on a Saturday. NXT was on a Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah I yeah. was working, and I just saw the matches that I wanted to see. That oh, okay. Right. But that's with Authors of Pain, right? Because they're yeah. the main roster, right? Yep. Uh, Authors of Pain. It was their last match, I think, down in NXT. It was uh, Authors of Pain, uh, Pete Dunn, and Roderick Strong, and and Undisputed Era. Are there um, with with Fish and Cole, not not Fish and O'Reilly. I mean, uh, sorry, not uh, O'Reilly, O'Reilly and, and Cole. Cole. Yeah. Because Bobby Fish is still injured. Bobby yeah. Fish is the one that hits himself with the... Oh, no, wait. That's the other guy. <laughs> that's the guy with the mustache. Well, Bobby Fish. But yeah. yeah, it was Bobby Fish. <laughs> it was Bobby. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, quick thought on this match. I think it was pretty good between the three teams. I mean, I really thought that Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne was going to win the tag belts. And then all of a sudden... Uh, Roderick Strong just turned on Dunn, and I think that was a great setup for a future match be- between the, the two and hopefully for the UK title. So I think yeah. uh, it's a great way for a betrayal and a great way to start a new feud. 
Jeremiah. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, anytime and we took, I know anytime you see a good heel turn, I mean, that's going to be exciting, but it's kind of, I, I like how they're not running from these guys past in other organizations. Like oh, yeah. they're clearly taking these guys who have run together, who have worked together for years. They're going to put together amazing matches. They, you know, they, their promos are all, you know, in sync because they have so much experience with each other. And they're like, you know what? These guys have all worked together before. They've all been together, you know, wherever in ring of honor or in new Japan or wherever, you know, TNA in some circumstances, like yeah, put them together and let them roll with it. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For wrestling um, gorilla. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I love it. The PWG shirt. Uh, the, uh, I, I think that the heel turn was appropriate for Roderick Strong. Uh, I, I think because his character is naturally a heel. Um, in, he's so in, bland. Yeah, in, in Ring of Honor, he was a heel. In PWG, he usually plays heel. In, in other places around the world, he's played heel. So I think it, it works out that he's, he's uh, on the heel team. Uh, because like it, it it's I, I again I, I just I just think Triple H he just has his he he knows he actually knows what he's talking about so what he's looking for so yeah um, man lives and breathes wrestling yeah, yeah. <laughs> am I going yeah, over yeah. am I yeah, fucking he, going he has wrestled <laughs> where's my shovel <laughs> am I over yet <laughs> all right uh, and uh, the NXT title match I wish we had some more time to spend on this on this but um, Jeremiah I'm gonna start with you it was Aleister Black and Andrade Cien Almas El Idolo El Andrade Cien Almas <laughs> yeah I thought it was a entertaining match for sure um, I like Aleister Black they, I think he sort of fills that role of sort of like the cool like after Finn Balor left and after Nakamura left and after Kevin Owens left like it felt like there wasn't really anybody cool like to root for in, in NXT for a little while there. And I think he definitely fills that gap. Um, I think he's going to make a good champion. Um, Andrade San Almas, and I kind of didn't see him coming, but they've got the whole package put together. You got an awesome ballet. You got them, you know, cheating to win. I mean, it's got that, uh, it's got sort of everything you're looking for ready for the main roster. So I wasn't surprised to see him get the call up either. Um, but it was a nice little passing of the torch and it gives them so many opportunities with different matchups over the next year. So I liked it. Alvin. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that match was pretty, was pretty good. Uh, a lot of near, near falls, a lot of close finishes, a lot of Zelina Vega interference. Um, and then almost, I'm, I'm just glad that, you know, ever since he debuted, they didn't really like rush his character and rush him to be the next uh, champion. Cause eventually he was champion. I mean, how long did it take him? About a year. About a year. And, yeah. And then his debut match was against Alma. So um, compared the first time they met to now, I think this match definitely supported the first match. Gino. My internet. That's kind of, that's all right. Uh, yeah, I like that match. Is a uh, I was actually surprised that they brought Aleister Black to the champion to become NXT champion so soon. Usually, they'd have a build up for that, I would think. But uh, yeah, it went out pretty well. I actually like I like the way they were using Selena Vega that whole match too. Like, just help you know, just the whole helping him to cheat, the whole cheat to win thing, especially when she. Trying to do a crossbody on Alistair Black. Alistair Black, yeah. But then, you know, she, he dodged it, and then Alma's caught her. Then that's when Black did his uh, 
Black What's Mask. the name of his move? His the, Black, the Black Mask. Mask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> just the, I think it's a credit to both performers. Yeah. Yeah. Just the... Uh, I think a lot of credit for that. I, I still think uh, Almas and Gargano from NXT Philadelphia is probably uh, Almas' best match. But um, he's still... I think he's he can wrestle with anybody. I was, I was mentioning to Alvin the other day that that I, I just want to see Almas in a best of seven matchup for the U.S. title with anybody at this point. Uh, like I I could even see him going with with Jeff Hardy, just having oh. a best of seven. Oh, yeah. Just just imagine the possibilities of him him in a best of seven matchup. Just for sign me up. Yeah, bro. yeah. Uh, fine. We're gonna we're gonna talk about um, we're gonna talk about uh, the unsanctioned match. Yeah, take Gargano versus Champa. Champa and Gargano. Champa. Uh, and I'm sure you've guys seen all the build up and 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 stuff. Like, what? How do you? How, what? What did you guys think of the uh, the video package that they put together displaying their history? Dude, I was just gonna say that that video package was got me more pumped up for that match than almost mm-hmm. anything else over the weekend. Like, I was more excited for that match, you know, after I saw that video than I was for anything at WrestleMania, including yeah. Daniel Bryan. You know, yeah. Um, just they t- they've told such an excellent story with those guys and the performances have been so amazing that it feels like everybody can relate with being backstabbed by somebody, you know, uh-huh. close to them, even if it's on a minor level, it's not always on a full blown, you know, beat down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a relatable story. The characters are amazing. Like Gargano. I mean, you were saying you, you thought almost his best match with Gargano. I mean, anybody that that guy has a match with, I think is <laughs> so amazing, you know? Um, I mean, we can, I yeah. think we could all agree because everybody's shaking their heads there. Yeah, uh, yeah, that it was just it was so well done. I thought that uh, yeah. that package was perfect because if even if somebody didn't know the story, if they watched that, the three minute that, package, that package yeah. Yeah. Just tells yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. yep. Then you would exactly know tells their personal story. Yeah, how he came. You would along. know exactly why the total lack of music when Shabba came out was like totally appropriate and he's just having booze rain down on him like what great heel he like that was so perfect it was awesome great it's been a while since you've seen a heel like that being hated so much by the fans like no theme music no nothing like walk out booed because he like booed because he's the heel but booed as like man they really hate this guy not like booed hasn't like you know everyone Everyone boos Roman Reigns now. You know? <laughs> I think it, it speaks to, Ch- yeah. to Champa's ability to convey that because, like, we can all agree that he's an awesome wrestler too. Right? Mm-hmm. He's he's amazing. And then usually, in in the in the wrestling world, I mean, there's 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 uh, sometimes the lines are blurred between heels and faces nowadays. But just having him go full in, full on heel, oh, and and embrace the role, right? And then. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's, it just speaks to his ability to, to, to convey that character. Not only that, but to be able to actually get booed for being a heel, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. That because is tough. People, if you're too good of a heel, the crowd's going to cheer for you. Like, you've seen it yeah. a million times. Oh, yeah. He legitimately gets people to hate him. Like, yeah. and that's, that's so awesome. And it reminded me, I mean, I was always a CM Punk guy, but – that time when he's with the straight edge society and he's out there and his whole thing is about how he's so much better than everybody else. And every arena that <laughs> goes to everybody, I mean, little old ladies are trying to hit him with their purse. Like that's old school. Like that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, like that's not yeah. something you see very awesome. Put very your awesome. hand on the screen and say, I am straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> My hand touches your hand. 
The uh, 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 oh man, yeah, I, I, I totally, yeah, I, I didn't really think about that till now. It's a very good point, Jeremiah. All right, so the um, uh, the match itself. Uh, what what were some of the spots that that um, you guys were going? All right, I'm 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 fully sold in this match. I'm I I, I can't do anything else right now. I got to watch from beginning to end. Alvin. I just think that fact that, you know, the whole match beginning to end told a great story. Um, the ending itself was pretty much the key that uh, brought up. I mean, I thought there was really going to be like blood and violence. And, whatnot, and I'm surprised that WWE didn't go that route, despite the fact that this is a blood hatred type feud. Right. But other, other than that, it was, on, it was unsanctioned. They, I think they should, they should have had a little color. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had the violence, but Oh yeah, keep going. You're saying? No, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I just wish there was a little bit more violence and blood oh, yeah. in that match itself. Well, Roman Reigns had that on lockdown for the weekend, so uh, <laughs> figure yeah. they why, why did they, they have not this match? <laughs> yeah, yeah. they had a three quart limit for the weekend, and they figured they're going to all use it in the main event. So sorry, everybody else <laughs> got to make Roman strong. Yeah, <laughs> I think that power bomb off the apron to just solid ground just. Oh, oh yeah! Uh, <laughs> a lot of things about that match, like they were going all in. That was when you know was going all in. I'm not yeah. sure if you guys noticed too towards the end of the match that Tommaso Ciampa's eye was swollen. Right, and anyway, it, it looked like his uh, his logo. It looked like Gargano's logo, right? <laughs> oh, the white. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how that happens when I watch that match. I'm just like, where did that? When did like when did that occur? Right. Like yeah. uh, what? I'm I'm, I'm trying to I was trying to figure that out myself because I, I, I can't remember like where does he get hit the face that hard? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that was the part where he was supposed to bleed, but it didn't it didn't bust open. <laughs> what about the um uh, the, the in I, I think the in ring psychological or like the storyline perspective as as to to I think the moment when Gargano real realizes I really have to go. Out, I really have to pull out all the stops, and he he starts actually targeting the leg, the 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 previously broken leg. I think that was it was a point of conflict. I mean, you could see that there were there were times when he was going, "I should I should I not?" Right? What do you guys think about about the um, the way that he conveyed that that agony at the moment? Hmm. I think it was great. I think he is so good at conveying emotion, you know, through his physicalities on it, you know, through his facial expressions, like that guy, I mean, I, he totally sells everything he's doing a hundred percent without going over to the top to the point where it's, you know, hokey or something. He's not mm. Dolph Ziggler just bouncing all over the place for the sake of bouncing all over the place. You know, he's, everything is so believable. So, uh, yeah, it's cool to see that sort of internal struggle come out without seeing it look stupid, you know, like, uh, when there's that much, hatred but you have a long history with this person and the friendship and the, all of that stuff yeah it was cool to see and then he goes and starts attacking a body part like Brett the hitman hard old school. yeah that's awesome yeah. <laughs> isolate a body part and go after it wear the man down so you can put him in your finisher you know yeah sweep the leg sweep so the yeah leg. that person mass like stone hold it was that wrestlemania uh, wrestlemania 13 13 was one with yeah. 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 Yeah, the, the submission match yeah. Oh man. Uh, I hope I don't I hope I don't jump ahead too far, but when you're talking about moments in that match, the climax, the finish of that match where he oh, uses yeah. the brace. Yeah. I, oh so yeah. Good. So that was good. Awesome. Yeah. 
like as the last like death blow. Like I don't want to yeah. have to. Because right, there were there were I think there were yeah. what is it? There were a few false finishes in in a near mm-hmm. near falls, right? <laughs> Uh, at the moment, and then it it was uh I don't know I don't know if you guys caught this, but from a production standpoint, the the, uh, the match went on after the 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 supposed main event, right? Which was, and then usually NXT takeovers are about two hours, but then this one went into the went third hour. Yeah, they went over time because it was unsanctioned, and then the fact that I think Drake Younger wore a black shirt as opposed to an actual referee shirt, That's because cool. he's he he's just there to to count the pin or, or count the tap out or count the submission. I think that, that was a pretty good solid. Yeah. Uh, solid. Stir- yeah. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the climax now. I guess the, the uh, uh, just realizing that he can use the brace. I mean, what did you guys think about that? Or, be, or before he was, it looks like he was about to stab him with a broken crutch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's it. Was, yeah. It's like that moment sort of like, I'm going to kill you. And then, you know, Chomp was like, no, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, we talked it's, just about like, it's just like, everyone was like, is Gordon Kelly going to murder him? You know? <laughs> <laughs> was his plan? How's he going to do it? And, you know, it just had that pause. And then, was it, they sit down together. Mm-hmm. And Chomp takes the brace, but tries to hit him with it. Yeah. And that's when he puts, what's Gargano's uh, submission called? I forgot. Gargano escape. Gargano, yeah. I like yeah. I like when you use the brace just to do that. To, that was a good way to end it, like you guys said earlier. Yeah. It was kind of cool seeing him take that last step too, because he's he was so conflicted before, and he always seems like the guy who's like he wants to do the right thing. He's such a baby face, but he got to that point where he's like, "Fuck it, I'm taking this bitch out," and he yeah, did whatever yeah, he had yeah. to do, and he yeah. went for like the most brutal thing he could do in that moment. <laughs> just, it just just put in his face. Like, in yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think what sold me was uh, the moment that they were sitting together, kind of like their old reminiscent days when they were in DIY. Mm-hmm. And then you would think, oh, he's going to say, oh, I'm sorry or whatnot. But then see that, okay, as soon as Johnny turns around, you see Champa trying to attack him. And then all yeah. of a sudden, he's like, puts him in the Gargano escape and then uses the, the crutch or the brace. And that's what I was talking about. I mean, it, you know, if it was a violent match, pull out like some barbed wire, pull out. You know, like a kendo stick and just choke the shit out of him or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I I think the um, the whole entirety of their story together was played out in that match. They were like, especially that part when he he ducks out of the way and uses the brace. I think because he's I think Gargano has learned so many times that he's always. Uh, Champa always comes up right behind him, right? So I think, mm-hmm. I think you just kind of expect it. And it was it totally played out like an action movie comic book. Right, just that last effort of just him dodging out of the way, taking the brace, putting Slow him both. in the yeah. It was it was I think it was it was great. And uh, I just remember I started sitting. I was when I was watching the match. I I started in a sit down position, but as the match was going on, I I was just pacing around the living room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually, you know what? I'm like that too. When I watch like big events such as WrestleMania or even like NXT, thinking, oh yeah, when is this match? gonna end or when's the climax when is somebody gonna do something you know and i'm like sitting down and all of a sudden i'm like walking all over the place so yeah i I was i was actually worried about that night because um uh, before everything that happened in the ufc with with connor but i was because i i was gonna switch between that and or or just set up two two computers or a computer and an ipad to watch ufc 
Khabib and Ferguson or Khabib and Holloway and then that and then the whole thing with Connor happened <laughs> and I was going Connor's working for the WWE I know it I know it <laughs> that's an angle <laughs> that angle was like so unbelievable yeah. like everybody would have been like come on a UFC champion would never act that way yeah, he was fucking crazy Dolly. Connor what <laughs> The conspiracy theory, real quick, the conspiracy theory is that why were so many cameras filming this exact moment? I mean, it's just, it's just a bus, right? It's just a bus full of guys who just got done working out or they were doing their, their presser or, or weigh-ins or whatever. And then, uh, like, why is Connor there in New York in the first place? Like, if I was Connor and I, I'm, I made $100 million at the Mayweather fight, I'd be at home in Vegas, uh, go to the buffet, hang out with my 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 uh, beautiful, what is it? Is, is his fiance wife. or wife? Wife, right? You know, play some Nintendo Switch, right? <laughs> yeah, if I was Conor McGregor, I'd, I'd have I'd have like three Nintendo Switches. He, he somehow had to make his way to Brooklyn. So I, again, I, I, I think Dana White was pulling off the, the Vince McMahon playbook. <laughs> right? It's probably because because Dana White didn't, he, he uh, was going, oh, you know, if I if I somehow cancel my main event, then I can make it down to New Orleans Saturday night. <laughs> so I don't have to fly Sorry. in early Sunday morning to support Rhonda. No, yeah. I don't know. Uh, real quick, we're, <laughs> for for the podcast, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break and then we'll be back with the, the WrestleMania card. Hey, Anthony, did you hear we're on Stitcher now? Uh, I didn't realize we were so popular with the knitting and sewing community. Oh, my God. Was that another dad joke? Or is this you being dumb? Maybe just a little bit of both. Oh, God. Okay, well, I'll let that one pass. I'll go ahead and drop a little knowledge on you. Based on the Wikipedia page, Stitcher is an on-demand internet radio service that focuses on news and information radio and podcasts. It provides free online streaming through their website and on mobile applications on Androids, Blackberries. Blackberries? What? Blackberries. Are those even still around? I don't know, man. That's weird. Oh, oh my God. Okay, well, Blackberries and iPhone. It's been described as the most popular alternative to the default Apple Podcast app as of 2016. Oh, that's Stitcher. Stitcher Radio. It's where you can get the freshest episodes of your favorite podcast and radio shows streamed directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. From NPR's Fresh Air to Adam Carolla, WNYC's Radio Lab to The Wall Street Journal, Rush Limbaugh to Rachel Maddow, and even our show, Keeping It Nerd. Stitcher organizes and delivers the world of talk radio fresh daily. Listen whenever and wherever you want. Listen to over 65,000 radio shows and podcasts on your iPhone, iPad, Android, or PC anytime, anywhere. Find Keeping It Nerd on Stitcher Radio today. Or tonight, if you're listening at night. Or in the wee hours of the morning, if you happen to be waiting for our podcast feed to refresh as we upload this current episode. And now, on with the show. Stay tuned. More Keeping It Nerd on the way. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the uh, Keeping It Nerd 23 for the WrestleMania podcast. We're going to get into the WrestleMania card uh, rather a little bit quickly because I, I think I have to scurry off to work pretty soon. But uh, real quick, because Jeremiah and I were talking during the break, but uh, happy belated birthday, Jeremiah. Uh, right. Jeremiah okay. is, is 28 <laughs> today. I mean, um, sure. yeah, he is uh, 28. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, plus a few, but I appreciate it. <laughs> this this beard doesn't say 28, but I appreciate it. 28's a solid number. I feel like if I said 21, that would have been like, oh, I'm still trying to figure 28 out. 28 seems like an age where you kind of have your stuff figured out. And Jeremiah has his stuff. Oh, out. then that's not, that does not reflect me at all. Either. <laughs> Maybe we need to pick a different number. 20, right. 39 going on 28, going on 12. And then I think I'm right where we need to be. <laughs> all right. Uh, real quick, any, any thoughts on, on the pre? Did you guys watch the pre show? I didn't, I didn't really, uh, I just kind of fast forwarded through the pre show. I, uh, I saw I, the battle. I saw the battle royal. Okay. Right. Which I thought, which I I saw a little bit of the battle. I'm just glad who won. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Woken Matt. Uh, Woken Matt. Bro- Woken slash broken Matt yeah. Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> broken. With the help from Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I was from, like, yeah. From the Lake of Reincarnation. From the Delete! I thought I thought that was a cool idea though. I was like, oh okay, cool. We're not having them as enemies anymore. Oh, they're gonna be a team. Yeah. That's a better one. They're totally doing the whole Brother Nero storyline. They are, aren't they? Yeah. That's what they're bringing on. the women's battle royale was won by Naomi. I did was there any spots in that? Do you guys think Bray's happy to be in that place? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Me with Matt Hardy. Let's see. I, I don't know. Maybe dead silence for several seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll be an interesting story to see, like what goes on between the two. I mean, from what I've seen so far, up until Raw, they like a good tag team, but. Like I said, it's hard it's, to tell. It's right uneasy. Now. It it feels uneasy, but I think I think that's the whole point of the uh, uh, of their dynamic together. Because then, at any given time, that like any one of them can turn, them on turn on each other. Yeah, but I think it's it safe to say because the bar is now headed to SmackDown that I think they are SmackDown. They they are expected to to uh, uh, win the tag team titles at Greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> right. Yeah. Great, Wait, great. Right. Okay, so what is the no, story uh, behind it? Uh, the greatest? Greatest? I have no idea. <laughs> it's in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's, it's great. Because <laughs> it's, it's 50, 50 guys. 50 dudes. Of the greatest <laughs> men. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, yeah. I fully expect Ray Mysterio to make it. You got to get all the jobbers in that thing, and it's totally great. Yeah, yeah there you yeah, go. Yeah, before the they greatest. released. Oh, yeah. Before the, before the future endeavors. Endeavored. Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever mention what, what, what happens if that person wins the Royal Rumble? They've never mentioned that at all. Uh, uh, that's a good question. It should, never, it, it should be a title shot at, like, what's the next one at Money in the Bank? SummerSlam. <laughs> The greatest, shot yeah, at the greatest, <laughs> at the greatest WrestleMania, <laughs> back in back in Saudi Arabia, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, cru- cruiserweight match, I actually devoted time to, to to seeing that. Did you guys, you guys get a chance to see those, the cruiserweight championship match? 
I yeah, saw, I saw John Cena's reaction. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I, I, it's one of those things like Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander have good chemistry together. And it's one of those things where, uh, one of them has to turn heel for that story to keep going. And it, and it seems like Mustafa Ali would turn heel, but I, I could also see Cedric Alexander just kind of being the guy that's, that he thinks he's the hero of his own story, but he's actually the bad guy. Cause he's, he'll start doing kind of like with, with, when CM Punk came back, uh, just have him in a, having him do like he was, he was in between for a while and then he solidified himself after he, he beat up on the rock. It could be something like that. Like I'd like to see Cedric Alexander as, as the bad guy and, and then Mustafa Ali still fight like chasing the championship because um, I don't know if you guys watch 205 Live, but the story that they're setting up it seems seems pretty legitimate that the that the way that's that's probably it could it could go either way for those two. So, so I'm, I'm guessing 205 has gotten better. Yeah, Triple H took over. Yeah, he did take over. Ever since Triple was, H took over that. I was watching when Enzo was still there. Oh and God, we all know what happened oh, to God. Enzo. Yeah. Uh, the, the Zo train derailed. <laughs> um, okay. real, real quick, yeah. who, who is Mustafa Ali again? Are you talking about D'Lo Brown, the guy with the chest protector? <laughs> is that not like he, he has the no? He has the Dragon yeah. Ball outfit. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The dark stain armor. Yeah. yeah, he has the Dragon Ball outfit. Okay, um, okay. So uh, we get into the the main card now. Uh, the the first match uh, I think was was a pretty good choice. It was uh, Finn Balor, The Miz, and Seth Rollins for the IC Championship. Oh, yeah. uh, I, know, I know Jeremiah wanted to talk about this. Jeremiah, what are you? What, what were some of your thoughts regarding the match? Um, I like the match a lot. First, I'm like a huge Seth Rollins guy, so I was uh, happy to see him win. Surprisingly, kind of like I thought that was Finn Balor was going to win that match for sure, but. I'm, yeah, totally okay with like Seth Rollins is such a good choice for an Intercontinental Champion because it's really like the Workman's sort of championship. Like the lineage of the Intercontinental Belt is so good. And uh, well, first of all, when you start off with that White Walker entrance, was just super sick and uh, <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. And uh, do we all watch Game of Thrones here? Some yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Alvin, do you watch it? Alvin, you don't watch oh, okay. it? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Whenever I can catch I it. I don't. But I like yeah, that. Brother, that interest was my brother really had to tell me what that was. <laughs> my brother had to explain what that was. I was like, what is that? He's like, Game of Thrones. Oh, oh that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> the, the contacts. I think the contacts are pretty cool. Yeah. The blue contacts. Yeah. But you, you were saying, Jeremiah. Oh, I was just saying, like, I thought, um, I love the match. Like, I love, I think the Miz... The Miz is such a better performer than I ever really gave him credit for. Even up until the last, like, year or so, I'm still, like, I roll my eyes. And I'm, like, I, I remember this guy from the challenge, you know? Like, yeah. this is, you know, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, <laughs> it's just, I, I haven't given him enough credit for, you know, the character that he's developed and the way that he works. And I thought he was such a lame champion when they had him, you know, carrying the belt. He wasn't ready for it. Now I think he's built that character to the point where he can, sort of be in the main event picture again with that. So it's kind of, I think it's good for him to sort of step away. And now I guess he's going to SmackDown. They get to finally have that feud with Daniel Bryan and it'll oh, be yes, much yeah. more high profile. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think it was a good sort of stepping off point for him. And, you know, from work rate wise, I, I thought it was awesome. You got three of the best guys in the ring, you know, in the whole company in there. And uh, 
yeah, I thought it was a good way to start. The way that the ladder match started off NXT, I thought this, I mean, this match wasn't as good, but I thought it was that same, like, put some guys that you trust, some guys that are exciting, guys that, you know, the crowd is going to feel strongly one way or the other about and sort of let them loose and let them do their thing. I thought it was really yeah. good. And the Miz has come a long way, too, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. He's came a long way. Yeah, because yeah. when he first started, he was, what, the host of the Divas Challenge or something, the Divas Search? And then all of a sudden, he went from yeah. that to, like, ECW to bottom okay. of the barrel, and then he had to work his way up just to be in the main roster. So, yeah, I totally agree. You know, he's worked his way to main event status now, and I hope he goes after the title after his feud with Brian. Uh, I... I I agree too because I I think the the Miz can pretty much carry a rivalry now, and I, I think he has he has the um, the amount of skill and the amount of of words to uh, to uh, I think he 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 has his his fair share of, of promos and I and, and I, I I love that he's just so arrogant yeah too. yeah. Um, but it's I think he's he's walking a fine line now because he's he's kind of using dad. his family as a way for him to become a heel, which is probably one of the most, one of the most heelish things you could do. Right? Yeah. It's like, I will not be there because I'm with my family. Yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I have a child now. I have, I have a child now. Do. I have responsibilities. I can't say bad words. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, yeah. I, I've, I put the IC title above the universal title. <laughs> I do too, because you, you see it every week. Yeah, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> you see it all the time. Just you like, see it all the time. I, I think uh, Brock has sort of lost his allure. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and, I, uh, yeah. and I look at Miz as like the main heel of, of Raw during, before now. Because before SmackDown now, but yeah, I I don't see him more as like he's more like the main bad guy of Raw right now. He's making it more interesting. <laughs> one. Yeah, was was yeah. The uh, ginger kind of took that place. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I like ginger. Uh, <laughs> but um, but I mean, dude, it, it was it. Uh, what do you guys think of the finish? Just having the double double blackout. I call it the super curb stomp. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that part. That probably was probably the coolest part of the match. Yeah, yeah. it was like after the 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 coup de gras. Yeah, and then yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. That was uh, a yeah. again. Thanks to the Miz for just taking those moves back to back. <laughs> right, you can sell like everybody's moves because like uh, every time you have like a big group of guys or faces in the ring, and then Miz is the one that takes like all the face finishers. I mean, yeah. he's willing to take to do all that just to get over, and that's what as as evidence of what happened on on the the last segment of Raw. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Okay, uh, the uh, the next match after that was the uh, let's see. What the was it? Title. What's up? Smackdown. Oh, the uh, Charlotte Flair and Oscar. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, I know. I, like all three of you, pretty much named that as as one of your matches you wanted to talk about. So whoever whoever wants to go first. I actually thought Oscar was gonna win that, and the way the way that whole match went down was a lot of countering, which I thought was cool. I had to show them how both their in ring ability was. 
But uh, yeah, I thought Asuka was going to win, but uh, I think it was good that she lost her streak at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a dumb way. There wasn't she lose her streak in a dumb way like the way Goldberg lost his streak. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was credible. It, yeah. Like it yeah. like Charlotte was actually a, a pretty good matchup for her. Yeah. Just just I can just imagine. She like, was the right choice. The the chemistry that they have with, with each other was actually it played off really well. It was amazing, especially when uh I forgot uh what move did Charlotte do off the top row? Was it just the moonsault? The moonsault. Yeah, and then like a triangle, like a triangle hold. Yeah, Yeah. that was that was amazing. (laughs) Charlotte has like the most perfect moonsault that I've ever seen. She's unbelievable at that. Yeah, yeah. She She looks so clean, so graceful. Yeah, she moves. She moves like a like a cruiserweight. Also, just like she looks totally super buff, but then she she moves exactly like a cruiserweight, which is. (laughs) She's very flexible yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> the figure eight. <laughs> the figure eight. The figure eight was one arm. Yeah. She was doing that. Oh yeah. Finished, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What do you guys think about what that does to Asuka's character? Because they, her whole thing was just being like an unstoppable badass, and now her streak's over, and now she's sort of like friendly. Like I don't know. Like you think she would be if she was that kind of competitor? She'd be pissed if she lost and instead she's like i gotta raise the hand of the person who beat me she was ready for me today like okay well what are you now you're like second best like yes. all right that's yeah great. i think that's i think it's an easy way for her to like you know play the nice role for right now up until the moment where you know she can just snap at any moment and just be the badass oscar that we've have known for but um yeah i kind of like how she's like all goody goody now and there we've come to everybody's learn. hand yeah uh, now that she's on SmackDown, I think it. I think it. It kind of like the fact that it, it'll uh, it'll kind Open of revive, revive her character a little bit more and kind of f- flesh out the way her her interactions are with uh, with Charlotte, especially because I I fully expect them to go at it one more time, either at SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Oh, they will for sure. Yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah. one day. <laughs> and I think what it does for Charlotte, though, it's it's great because they were, I mean, the, her, her move to SmackDown in general has been so good for her character, building it back up and making her just seem like so dominant. It seems like they're going to work towards, or at least what I've he- heard or read, is that they're going to work towards her and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania next year and just have both of them go on a year-long tear and meet each other sort of at the apex. So if that's what they're doing and they have to risk, you know, Asuka's character for a little while, I guess it would be worth it because... You know what they're doing with those characters are both, you know, really good. That would be that's an, a match that if they set it up right could like headline WrestleMania. You know, uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I, yeah. Like, yeah, I have a feeling yeah. they they believe so much in Charlotte Flair to where they're gonna have her be the first female headliner of WrestleMania. The main event. Yeah, uh, yeah. It'd be. I, I don't know. She. They just have so much potential with each other, and I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to see a trilogy of matches actually between. Her and and Oscar, because mm-hmm. I think yeah. it, I think uh, regardless if if the belts involved or the titles involved, I think um, those matches would be meaningful. Um, any last thoughts before we move on for the next the next match? I, uh, Alvin, you were going to say something. Sorry. Yeah, I just like the fact that uh, Charlotte, you know, we all know as being the daughter of Ric Flair, but I think that she has definitely broken out from that shadow of being the nature 
boy's daughter and just building on her own character, her own moves that, and then just being just Charlotte flair rather than just being the daughter of the daughter of her. Yeah. Yeah. She's just more than Rick Flair's daughter now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the next match on that lineup was the, uh, the the fatal four way for the United States championship, which, um, I, 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 uh, what day is it today? It's Rusev day. When I thought it was going to be Rusev day. I thought it was tomorrow, but uh, that's what I was hoping for. I would, I was hoping he would win the U.S. championship again. I thought so too. Yeah, I was happy that Jinder won. I like Jinder Mahal. (laughs) I like him a lot. You don't don't want to hinder the gender. Don't hinder the gender. Yeah, Yeah. look what happened to Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski hindered the gender last WrestleMania, and he lost the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you know, oh. hindered the gender. Uh, here's one that I, I especially wanted to talk about um, uh, for as long. I have about 15 minutes, but uh, um, Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey, and Triple H having a grand match. The mixed, which I thought uh, to me, I felt like was the match of the night for me. It was the um, most exciting, most entertaining. I, I think so. Yeah. Well, that should have been the main event, really. Like, I should have yeah. closed out the show. Yeah. Uh, but I think I, it was exciting because it's our first time seeing Ronda wrestle, and she pulls it off, you know? Oh, yeah. There was no half-ass in there. You know, she wasn't half-ass in anything. And uh, there wasn't any botches from what I've seen from yeah. her. Yeah. I don't think there was any, right? No. Because I think everybody was just more focused on how she was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, the only botch in that match was Kurt Angle. Like, there was a Triple H, like, did he go to, was it a punch or a stomp? There was something that he missed by at least a foot and a half, and Kurt Angle sold it and flopped it. I mean, that was, like, the only thing in the whole match that didn't work, and it was Kurt. (laughs) One too many brain shots, you know? Like, uh, but Ronda... Ronda looks like a 10-year vet. Like, she was so good. Like, she was really the psychology good. was good. Like, all of her moves were spot on. Like, I thought Stephanie was really good in the match, considering she's not a worker, really. Yeah. But Ronda <laughs> was super on point. Like, and considering sort of the way people have felt about her after losing her two fights and in MMA and sort of people were kind of out on her in general for a little while, like, this brought everything back. Like, she is super mega star after that yeah. it was awesome yeah you can tell like she's so happy to be there because every time she walks out she has like a genuine smile on her face yeah and she's, like, looks- she's about to cry every time like you can tell she really loves being in wwe yeah um speaking of the the psychology of the matchup uh, i uh, this has triple h produced written all over it just the <laughs> just the uh, the way that they played off of each other was great and then those moments where like i know uh joey ryan and candice LeRae have done a lot of these spots in the past with the whole mixed and i i, I actually looked to them as the pioneers of, of mixed tag team matches Right, but then just having the stare down between Ronda Rousey and Triple H, oh, just, you just oh, have man. that that believability factor that Ronda Rousey can literally kick Triple H's ass. Was <laughs> I think was it wasn't actually was it was an amazing moment. I mean that she she had him over her shoulders, 
Yeah, right? for a long time because Beth yeah. actually missed that. Like yeah. she was late getting there, and yeah. uh, she, the only thing that would have made that match better, I think, and it, I guess it could have been slightly unbelievable. But if she would have tapped Triple H, the guy yeah. who would like historically never put anybody over, although in the last few years he <laughs> he has, but you know, if he would have, if she would have tapped him out, yeah, yeah, Ronda. You're going to tap me out. Uh, like that would have been. I've seen so many jokes like all over so the internet. Good. Too. <laughs> I, 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 I think we have our episode snippet for the Instagram. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you. Game doesn't tap out. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's unfortunate. Unfortunate that she didn't. That they didn't have that spot in there. But overall, like. So entertaining. I, I, I thought the, the time that they gave him to the whole twenty minutes, I think that was perfect. Yeah, for what they yeah. did. Yeah. The uh, um, any any lasting thoughts about it? Like, have you has anybody gone back and I've gone back and watched it a couple of times actually? Because I think it was my favorite match yeah. of WrestleMania, honestly. Yeah, I think like I like how they focus more on the whole Ronda and Stephanie feud rather than just having like Curtin Triple H at it each other That's, again you yeah. see like how it was back in the day but um yeah i was just surprised like how well ronda and stephanie work well together they work really well together especially when she was screaming about her arm no no please no. <laughs> can we show some i was can we show a little bit of respect now <laughs> i was totally amazed at uh stephanie's submission defense she was able to hold off that arm bar for so long yeah. which yeah which is i mean crazy ronda would have ripped her arm clear out of its socket but it was real <laughs> it was i awesome. did like the way that she had to like change positions to get the leverage and then you know yank on it and then it was over like yeah i thought that was so great yeah good pacing you know Everything. It made it made it look like she actually popped her arm out too. Yeah. <laughs> when she did that. That was cool. <laughs> uh oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's especially one thing about the match I want to mention is okay. Triple H and Steph's entrance. Always has to be the top notch entrance of tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so is this gonna be their entrance every WrestleMania? They're gonna be on the motorcycle. <laughs> I, 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 uh, real quick, my, my favorite WrestleMania entrance of Triple H was the Terminator entrance. I got to make oh, no. so bad. I'm a huge Terminator fan. Yeah, I thought that hey, was were cool. You, were you at that WrestleMania? I was, yeah. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I think we all were. Yeah, I think we're all there. <laughs> I think we all were. The next match on the card, um, uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll revisit this sometime soon. Uh, but the next match on the card was the triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I think I think it went uh, expect as expected. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a believable squash match. I, I like that they're building up the Bludgeon Brothers, which is great, and, and, I, and I like that the um, Harper and Rowan are. are uh, have separated themselves from Wyatt family status and they've kind of established their name, their own name now. So um, good for them, honestly. It it took me a moment to realize it was like a squash match. Cause when after that match ended, I was really disappointed. Cause you know, the matches with the Usos and the new day, their matches in the past. They put like on classics. Yeah, yeah. Put on some top notch classics. And, you know, if you got Harper and Rowan, especially Harper, always putting on good matches with everyone else. But it's like when I had, yeah, it took me a moment to realize it was a squash. Like, oh, okay, I get it. Because they've been dominating the SmackDown tag team. 
So they had to lose. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that that Harper has a has a belt on him. That's that's all I gotta say. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there was at John, WrestleMania. <laughs> there was a John Cena segment with with Elias. Uh, what do you what do you guys think about Elias? Real quick. He's killing it. Yeah. Who's He's walk, killing who wants it. to walk with him? Yeah. I'll walk. WWE, walk with Elias. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's a, it was a perfect foil too for John yeah. Cena. I was saying to my brother too, is like, man, if this guy quits wrestling, I would buy his CD if he does go into music. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually releasing an album pretty soon. Is he really? Oh, for real? Yeah. 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 Probably gonna go yeah they're, they're, they're doing a documentary on the network where they, they go into recording. How he's gone into recording. Um, it's but yeah, I'm totally sold cool. on Elias. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was cool when the whole place went black, and then you just hear Elias' uh, guitar <laughs> tune. <laughs> Everyone thought it was like Undertaker. It's like, oh, it's just yeah. Elias. Uh-huh. I was clapping when that happened. Though. I was like, yes, with <laughs> Elias. The uh, <laughs> the next part of that segment was the Undertaker coming back for uh, the ultimate squash match. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I like it. I, I, you know what? It it makes sense because John Cena was drinking beers, so, uh, <laughs> so you think he was drunk already? He wasn't he was at a hundred percent. He was a he was featured on on so many people's Instagrams, like having a drink with them and taking pictures yeah. of them in the crowd. So uh, I think it makes sense. <laughs> In in ring because he was like, yeah, oh, I've I've eaten too much. I to be fair, know. also Nikki was breaking up with him at the time, so his oh, mind is somewhere else. That's he's right. he's worried about if his contract holds up and he's losing half. He's got a lot going on, you know. <laughs> he does, yeah. But they were technically married, so therefore he doesn't need to owe her anything. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess no, you're right. No yeah. paper, it wasn't on paper yet. So yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's getting to a point. Where, well, that's why he's probably thinking at that moment, like, should I marry her now and put it on paper? <laughs> no, I have too much on the line. <laughs> he, and I know she'll get mad about her <laughs> money, money in the bank contract for the marriage license. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Easter sorry, fires. Gina. He... Marriage in the bank. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> That's new. See, that's good. That, we we need to get that cooking. If we ever start a federation, we're gonna have marriage in the bank and we mix tag matches. It's gonna be perfect. Oh, wow. uh, the next match on the, on the card was the Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, there's no question Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn can bring it. I, I was a little bit uh, scared for Daniel Bryan. I, think, I was. I, I, was. I, I oh think God. it's natural because you're just worried that if he just takes another hit to the head, this might be it. Um, it's it's kind of He gets... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. It, well, it, it's kind of like when you watch Seth Rollins wrestle now. You worry about his leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worry about his leg every match now. Like, oh, don't do it. Okay, he did it. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> watch out. But yeah, same thing with Daniel Bryan. At that, I felt that same way to a Daniel Bryan in that match. The, uh, that. I, I think that the story that they, they portrayed with him being taken out early, I was going, oh shit, this is really, this might be <laughs> this might, But he, he comes back and, I, I, and then uh, I'm glad they, um, they were actually put over on that match, you know. Uh, like, any, anybody else have any thoughts on this match before we get get moving? 
Yeah. I think it was just great to see Daniel Bryan again. I mean, yeah. It, oh, yeah. they, undeniably the biggest baby face they have in the entire company now. And he looked like himself. I mean, there's a couple moves that he does slightly altered to protect himself a little bit, but it wasn't like some bastardized version of Daniel Bryan. It was Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. him. So I'm excited to see what they do with him moving forward. Yeah. Being the D-Bry himself. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're letting him take chances. So... Yeah, but it, I remember it, feel I'm scared. <laughs> I'm yeah. just scared every time he gets a hit in the head. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard um, some fans were some people were irritated that he was taken out early in the match, but I think that was just a way of teasing him being injured, about to have his big moment in in the match. You know, yeah, yeah. The only problem with that is that means Shane has to carry the rest of the action, which is not great for any match. So right. I thought there was a little yeah. bit of a lull where Shane's trying to sell, and you're supposed to believe that his like boxing, his stupid shadow boxing that he does in the corner <laughs> is going to be like roughing these guys up. Like, okay, come on. Or his, not, I don't think Kevin Owens is. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with that! But <laughs> it, it was very, very satisfying. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was just what you wanted. For, yeah. uh, uh, they actually gave him a little bit of time, but that matters. Fifteen minutes was the match uh, that they, the match time they gave him. The uh, the next match, I, I uh, was just, I think, like at this point, I was getting weary um, just because of how long the WrestleMania event had been going on. But Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. Which I, I'm, um, I I just feel like Nia Jax still needs a little bit more polishing, but I'm I'm glad they're they're, they're building her as as a the the anti bullying babyface. But it's just it's a, a, which it's is fine. Like she, she still hasn't she still hasn't proven herself. She has a lot more work. She too. has she does have a lot more work. To yeah, do. that match went the way I expected it to be too. Yeah, See, you got it was a squash like, match basically. It was another squash uh, match. She's like what like five ten and. She, Alexa's like five foot. Yeah. You know, and this isn't like Rey Mysterio versus Batista. This is like a totally different kind of a short person in wrestling. She's tiny. And I just I just I just knew the match was gonna go the way it was gonna be. I knew she was gonna win too. It's like she's gonna win. There's no way. I mean, she already took out Mickey James unless Mickey James just helps her cheat. And which I that was my other that was my second choice of that's how it was gonna gonna go it was gonna go down, but yeah, Nia just ended up winning. She just, 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 like, oh, okay. just won. <laughs> she just wins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the next match on the card was AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, and then they also gave them ample time for that match two twenty minutes and twenty seconds. Um, and I mentioned earlier that the the match was wasn't as good as the Wrestle Kingdom match from two years ago i i still thought it, it just to me it felt rushed because the the wrestle kingdom match was i think was a total of 35 36 minutes and then just trying to fit all of that storyline in the 20 minute window that they had i think i think if they went on a little bit earlier and they give them a little bit more time i think it yeah. it would have been the dream match that everybody was saying um yeah, here's the thing with that i mean you know, you, we all had expectations, even for myself. I thought that match was going to be the match of the night. But um, given the fact that, okay, it's already almost half of the card, people are starting to bore out, people are starting to fall asleep during the match. I mean, you could see it within the crowd. Like, they were like, oh, what's going to happen, you know? And even with the match itself, I thought it was pretty good. But for the fact that, okay, it seems rushed, what's going to happen next? When is it going to end? Yeah. And, 
that turn at the end basically just woke everybody up. I I, I think that that was the highlight of of, of the match. And what what do you guys think of of what seemed like respect between the two competitors ended up turning to be? Jeremiah, I know, I know this. This was this was the one highlight that you wanted to talk about. So the floor. Well, I think it was so perfect because, so typically WrestleMania is going to be the blow off, right? Like you build, you have this long build, and you have the culmination at WrestleMania, and then afterwards you move to the next thing. This clearly felt like the first chapter now of a longer story that they're going to tell because Nakamura. It, it, saying, I was rooting for Nakamura to win that match. I love Nakamura. I thought, but I even when I look back, like since his early NXT days, I've been kind of underwhelmed with some of his performances, with what they've done with his character. You just, the whole presentation hasn't been what I wanted it to be. Then that entrance, he comes out with the most Nakamura entrance I've ever seen. Like, yes. okay, this is the guy. The, the guitarist too. Oh, God, the guitarist with the violins and he's got the whole thing. I was like, okay, this is like, this is That's what we're going to see. We're going to see Nak, you know? But then he comes out and it's, it's just okay. Like the match is just all right. Mm. But then you have the complete turn. You have the betrayal. You have the beatdown. He's totally disrespecting him with those little kicks. And I'm like, okay, this is where we're going with that. They're not going to put out all of the big tricks in the first match of something that's a bigger program. So Mm -hmm. while I thought it was a weird choice on that big stage to do it that way, I thought it was perfect the way they executed it. Now I'm way more excited for whatever they do with them. Yeah. They've got something. Yeah, like yeah, they have something bigger planned for that for those two. So yeah, I I understand why the match was the way it went down, but I'll, I'll say about his entrance. So I that entrance gave me tears. I was like, yeah, I was like, wow, you got to I like when what's her name? I look, her name is Nita. Nita Strauss. Nita Strauss. Yeah. yeah. And the moment I saw her, I was like, who's she for, AJ or Shinsuke? And then she's just doing her little solo, and then she started with the – then she played oh. off the Shinsuke intro. I was like, oh, my God. That was and awesome. then the, the violinist just appeared out of nowhere. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is the big entrance, guys. <laughs> yeah. I started to grow tears. <laughs> I don't – Grow man tears. It, it just seems like Shinsuke was built for, for WrestleMania for just the big stages. Yeah. 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 Uh, so from the first time I heard his entrance song, I was like, "Oh fuck! Wait till this happens at WrestleMania with all the yeah. lights and all the people." And then it happened, and it was fucking awesome. It was so yeah. good. <laughs> so now I wonder, though, almost, do you think they're going to change his music? Do you think they're going to change anything about his presentation? Because everybody sings along with that, you know. Uh, I read. I read something that uh, we're actually going to have more guitar in his music for his heel. Heel turn is going to be more guitar in it. Or, of if they, uh, or if they bring back his New Japan music, I'd be I'd be all conscious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're, I, we're, all, know, we're all very excited to see what happens next. But I think if that match was the main event, I think that heel turn would have been would have meant Perfect. a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If that was the actual main event. Which is weird because so the, uh, uh, the WWE title should be like the, the main. It should be the main event title, right? Yeah, but, I mean, he uh, did win like, Royal Rumble and yeah. the winner normally main events Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> since when did that happen? I guess we'll see. Uh, real quick, Braun Strowman and Nicholas. 
Oh, the about Nicholas, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nicholas is the man. The myth. I, 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 Nicholas is a puss. <laughs> I know that's like a hot take, but I was like, who is this kid? Like, what What are we doing here? Um, I don't know. I guess it was a happy moment for that kid, but I was trying to explain to my girlfriend what was happening in that moment. Like, I don't yeah, even know. Yeah. First of all, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. I guess that doesn't matter yeah, ultimately. Like, but I was like, kid? yeah, like, what is this? And then I think it just would have been more impactful to just have Braun beat them both on his own. And uh, like maybe it was just because they spent a little bit too long with him walking around. Who's going to be my partner? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, pick one. What the fuck? His, his, his impressions are spot on, Jeremy. You, you, guys should, you guys should hear his Lando impression, by the way. <laughs> I'm caught off guard. Uh, My throat hurts from doing Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, fi- finally, the the last match of the night was the Brock Lesnar uh, again, another squash match. Uh, we had a lot of squash matches. I think here. I was falling asleep during this match. I was like, <sighs> Yeah, because I, I I think this was at this point it was already eight forty five. Yeah, it wasn't even fun to count any of those suplexes anymore. No. <laughs> not like the not like WrestleMania thirty one, right? Yeah. yeah. That match at least had like it was telling a story. Like I wanted Brock to win that match at WrestleMania thirty one. So I was oh, sort yeah. of in, I was into it and when it seemed like Reigns was gonna win, I was like, What the fuck? So then when Seth Rollins music hits, it was just yeah, like was this rust of emotion. This oh, match, yeah. both guys seemed checked out. Like the crowd had turned on that match quickly mm-hmm. and they're just doing yeah, finisher, 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 finisher. What the fuck? Yeah. There's no scoring. Being called. Both guys are blown up. They're exhausted. Get us out of here. Uh, I hope the match, I hope the audience were entertained by the beach ball, though, during that match. <laughs> 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 yeah. I hope somebody yeah. brought a beach ball during that match. Yeah. <laughs> that one. But uh, it's just, you know, it's weird because, like, we all thought Brock was going to win that, too. And then, and then, I don't know. Anthony, I, mean, I think Anthony was pretty sure Roman. I mean, yeah, everybody thought you know Reigns was winning that. I, yeah, I actually wanted I for, all... for that match. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted Roman to win it just so we can have the universal title back yeah. on a weekly basis. That's, that's what I'm about to say, but it's like, but it just, yeah. I, mean, I guess we we still have a little bit more of the part timer status. Uh, sorry to rush this, guys, but I I, I gotta hit, get going. Uh, guys, Gino, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram with uh, at Great Bam Gino, G R E A T B A M G I N O. Are you still working on your Twitch project also? I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying to change up the Twitch okay. thing. Okay. It's just me, and it's like, why do I call it this? Why do I call it the loading zone if it's just me? Something. <laughs> I should just make this only me because <laughs> nobody else is doing it now. <laughs> Talk about a good hero. Alvin, where can people find yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, people can find me on Instagram, Strong Style Ninja at uh, Instagram. Good one. And uh, <laughs> pretty much, uh, yeah, uh, pretty much I, you know, don't do any side projects here and there. So I pretty much uh, post things on a daily basis. So if you ever check out my page, pretty much just post. His posts are great. He just posts random stuff, and then there's a uh, there was a tribute to Bruno San Martino this morning. Uh, also, oh, yeah. so rest in peace, Bruno San Martino. I I, I I think we'll we'll have we'll probably have another one of these panel discussions where we talk about um, sort of like the old school and and Bruno because I think Bruno Bruno and then on the Andre the Giant documentary I think we should definitely get together for that one. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Special I contributor that. Jeremiah. Oh, Finch, so good. <laughs> where, so good. Where can people find where, where can people find you, Jeremiah? 
Uh, yeah, same usual places, Instagram, Twitter, uh, XJ Dempsey, X, XJ, D-E-M-P-S-E-Y, X. Um, yeah, if you want to see pictures of uh, Disneyland and uh, thing. Oh, and uh, yeah, I know you're in a rush, Anthony. Where, do, uh, where can we find you so you go to work? Uh, you can find me on anything at Mercant, M-U-R-S-E-A-N-T. On almost anything, uh, Jeremiah and I, we both contribute to Keeping It Nerd, which is the podcast you're listening to. Uh, Gino and Alvin, thank you very much. Oh, real quick, sorry. Uh, please don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe uh, on the Apple uh, Podcasts app. And uh, you can find us on Google Play Music and Stitcher Radio. Um, and you visit our website. And then uh, please send us emails or, or any questions, comments, and concerns at keepingitnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Gino and Alvin, and Jeremiah, it's been a pleasure talking with you guys tonight. Wrestle Talk. Uh, hopefully, we could do some more of these. Do you, would you guys want to come back and, and do another one of these panel discussions again on a, on another event? Suck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let me know. Jeremiah, you're you're in too. I, I assume. Yeah, let's do it again, boys. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm always in. All right, guys. Good night, everybody. And then. Uh, uh, Thank I you, Anthony. That's it. Uh, Jeremiah, as, 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 for Jeremiah Dempsey, yeah, I'm right. Anthony Rivera. <laughs> uh, Jeremiah, keep it real. And keep it nerd. Keep it nerd. Mm-hmm.